new land, new good autofocus. I'm excited, I'm excited. <laughs> Welcome back to The Tattoo Show, guys. Uh, I am, as ever, your host, Paul, and my co-presenter and sidekick, Chris. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm a sidekick, no way. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. I see That's what you get going. for letting me do the intro. I'm just going to turn it into the Paul show. It's that We've only got one show exactly. left at the end of the got year. It, oh, I'm like, it's going to be old. the Paul show, isn't it? You've got to give him something. <laughs> Welcome back to That Tattoo Show. It is Christmas time, uh, and so we've got a horrible delay. I don't know if Wi-Fi is affected by snow. Everyone's using it. Everybody's at home. FaceTime their family members and have a bit of consideration for, like, us. Yeah. People who've got to do this shit. We're trying to film a show here. So the correct, the, the Welsh pronunciation of it is Dewey, but I, I, I don't know, the US pronunciation is probably Dewey. But uh, somebody called Dewey Smith, Dewey, I'm going to say Dewey because that's the right way. Dewey Smith uh, actually asked us just on our on our um, Instagram was like he's like are you guys in the same room I'm like now we're in different parts of the UK we're in separate countries in fact yes we are in separate countries coming up on the show this week this is the last show of uh, 2022 we'll be taking a couple of weeks break now and we'll be back in January of 2023 having eaten far too many mince pies uh, drunk far too much mulled wine and gotten more than one hangover during the uh, festive season hopefully there are a couple of surprises that are going to happen over the next couple of weeks so uh, if you're bored check out the channel there might be a couple of little surprises for you we're not just going to dis appear there will oh, be some yeah. content go up I'm still got like reviews and shit like that I'm gonna... yeah we still got stuff to do so as it's the end of 2022 we thought um, what we would do is we would have a little roundup of our favourite stuff from 2022 whether that's gear whether that's tattoo news stories uh, or anything in the orbit of the world of tattooing really and that's what's coming up on the show this week and normally we would throw to an intro but I keep forgetting that we don't have an we intro don't. after the, my intro we are literally in the show now straight in we've only been doing it like this for about six months and I'm still getting used to it should we do a Christmas intro fuck it well we sing them a Christmas carol jingle bells <laughs> AI smells <laughs> I put a, I did put my Christmas jumper on. Oh, I couldn't find mine. Do you know what? I was going to put the Christmas tree, the shop Christmas tree over there. Like. Before we get any further... Yes, my friend. <laughs> is there any news? So this is not necessarily news, but this is following up from what I'm looking at Paul saying. This is not necessarily news, but it's following up from like stuff I've been talking about with, like, with the whole ink ban. Now, and I think I mentioned it about the titanium dioxide and how the European Court of Justice reversed the ban on the titanium dioxide or the restriction on it because of the way they'd done the analysis and it, you know, basically they just didn't do a good job. Now, I've been asking Eka a load of questions over the past few months because I wanted to work on something like a video for you guys to try and get all the information I can from Eka. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. I've emailed them and I've asked them about the situation with the titanium dioxide. And I said, because of the titanium dioxide and the analysis and the way you did it and the European Commission, etc., etc., did you do the same thing with blue 15 and green 7 and all the other pigments? And if that's the case, 
how where where do we stand? Is that some, can we go to the European Court of Justice and we can can we get that reversed and so on? Now that is the only question. <laughs> Paul just remember to put his fucking hair light on. That is the only question. Yeah, like, put my rim light on. Yeah, his rim light. Gotta have a light on when you're rimming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can't see what you're doing if you don't. That's right. You see them tattoos with the money for it. That's their rim light. It's the only question that they're not answering. So I've haven't had email and I thought oh do you know what I'll start a Twitter thread I thought you know it's the only way you can get to them and I'm like fucking saying all this stuff on Twitter and now they go back to me and they said substances restricted have properties that can lead to serious health hazards e.g. carcinogenicity mutin mutin whatever blah 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 skin sensitization and corrosion as indicated by their EU classification many are already regulated in other consumer products in the EU I replied to them saying, but you haven't provided the scientific evidence to prove your claims in regards to the substances blue 15 and green 7. You didn't provide evidence in regards to titanium dioxide, which was reversed by the European Court of Justice. So can you clarify what evidence was used? And that is the only time they will not answer a question. So. This is like a call to arms, brothers and sisters, and non-gender specific people. If you go on to my Twitter, right, and I'm what's my Twitter? Uh, it's I think it's at Mister underscore Chris underscore Tattoo. I've go onto my Twitter, go onto the thread, and where I've written down, can you fucking clarify this stuff? As many as you can, just write on it. Can you give us the answer? And I think like the more people that are publicly going to ask Eka about this, they are going to have to answer it at some point. I'm going to try and reach out to uh, somebody in the European Court of Justice, I don't know who, uh, to see if what we can find out. But I'm conspiracy head on, do you know what I mean? This is the only thing they won't answer, and are they not answering it? Because we all know that if they do answer it, they have to reverse the fucking restriction because they didn't use sufficient analysis to ban the pigments that they banned. Yeah, I think that's that's very, very likely to be the case over the next 12 months, is that it's going to be good news and bad news because, obviously, it's good news for us because our inks stay the same. It's bad news for a lot of ink manufacturers who spent a fortune reformulating yeah. ink. So, uh, you know, like I said last week, there, there's going to have to be some reparations done if that's the case. 100%. it's ridiculous. And, like, there's an article. Like, I, I, I'll, I'll, I've sent it to Paul. I'll put it, I'll, we'll put it in, in down below. There was an article written by a doctor that I think he works with the tattoo industry on, on inks. And he's written a massive article that actually goes to show or has evidence that shows how the European restrictions or the REACH regulations have caused more problems than they they you know anticipated they wouldn't. You know, people are having more reactions to tattoos. And he's actually written a paper about it. So we'll put it down, have a look at it. We've got I, I would assume then that's the industry having evidence to go against the the you know the European Chemical and Hazardous Substances Agency? Is that what it is? Echo? No, I'm sure I can come up with a much more interesting acronym. European <laughs> Cock Handling Association. We should all get together and start um, uh, petitioning them, hitting them up and going, look, you know, yeah. we want some clarification. I also think on the other side of it, having spoke to a few European artists who are understandably very nervous about this, the way the, the, the legislation has been rolled out across Europe, it's, it's too... 
open to interpretation. There are too many variations of That's it from country well, to country. Yeah. And I just think it's looking more and more like a completely unworkable system that is it's just full of pitfalls. Do you know a perfect a perfect example of it, right, is what what they've done is like the way the licensing system was in, in the United Kingdom. Like you've got like your general guidance that's been written by the government, but then like you've got your bylaws and shit like that. And then each council runs them differently. And that's what's happened with the European Union. You know, they've the European Commission, ECA and so on have come up with the REACH regulations. And rather than going, these are the regulations, every single country has to regulate them the exact same, that is it. They've gone, well, we've come up with these regulations, and uh, but, you know, your law trumps ours, so just do what you want. Ultimately, uh, what we've ended up with is what's known in the trade as a clusterfuck. Oh, a massive clusterfuck. So, moving on from that news, because that was, the, again, that's been the shittiest news for about the last three years, to be honest with you. Um, we're talking about the good stuff, the stuff that's happened this year... Stuff that's come out, stuff that's happened. What have been our favourite things? We've loosely kind of picked five each. We may get to all of them, we may not. I think for me, instantly, like the first, the, the, the one thing that really sticks to mind, and I think it's instantly improved my tattooing, is AI. It's just made my tattooing look so much better. You don't even have to do tattoos now. You can just put, you can just Photoshop the AI results onto arms and claim that you're a tattooist. <laughs> have a look in the community tab. Uh, I posted something today that proves that none of you have to worry. Have a look at AI's elite Photoshop skills. Ooh. I posted. Have a look in the community tab on the channel. Uh, if you don't know what the community tab is, we do post to it occasionally, and you know we'll put funny stories up or little back, you know, behind the scenes stuff and things but like that. Awesome. Tends to go up on the community tab whenever we, you know, BTS stuff, you know. Um, and so, yeah, have a look there. You'll see. It's um, it's not. It's not going to take our jobs anytime soon. Nobody's got to worry about it. Before we actually go further, I, there's one thing I wanted to speak to you about, actually. Uh, I keep getting asked all the time, what gear do I use to make the, the podcast with you? And what, 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 vid, what, what gear I use to do all the reviews? So, like, I was thinking about doing, like, not necessarily, like, an overall gear rundown, but just, like, just going through videos, going through, like, what cameras I use, I'll, I'll leave the microphones to you. I'll, I'll tell you what I use, but Paul can tell you the reasons as to why we use the microphones because he's the sound man. Yep. I think it's easier just to do like a couple of videos being like, this is one of the cameras, this is why I use it, these are my lenses, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Whilst we're doing that, I did go to a Sony event uh, on the weekend and we will be having somebody from Sony coming down to the studio and talking us through the best way to take pictures of your tattoos and also showing us like a couple of different setups from like budget stuff right up to like fucking you know stupid shit like what well, we pay for cameras if you if you want me to do videos like that, let me know and I'll, I'll i'll get on it come on in chris what's your uh, what's your favorite tattoo machine of 2022 i haven't got one singular favorite tattoo machine but i will give to you one of my favorite my favorite setups is, is that uh, acceptable yeah so the, the the machines that I'm using the most at the moment, I'm finding the Cheyenne Unlimited 5.0. Yep. That is fucking great for line work, putting big lines in. I also like using the Fluxmax 4.5 for color packing and stuff. This little beauty, which is the Rugdry Works pen, 3.2 mil stroke, lovely for doing color blends, and it's like a really budget friendly one as well. Yep. 
but if you wanted like a, and it's good for black and grey, but I also, I've been using this the Bishop Power one for black and grey a lot lately. So like, this is kind of like my setup, but I also use the Cheyenne Unlimited 4.0 as well. If I'm like lazy and I just can't be bothered setting up like two or three machines. Yeah. So yeah, that's my setup at the minute. Nice. Like that, I'm like my go-to setup, do you know what I mean? Reasons as to why is I just like the way they work. They It's like, the 5.0 Unlimited, it just puts lines in really, really nice. Like I feel like I can run it very, very slow and get really nice single pass lines. The fight, the 4.5, I can line with it and I can color pack with it, but I use it mostly for doing the color packing. It just, again, it's one of those ones where you can, it's comfortable to use, it's got a nice balance and you can run it quite low and get the color blended in or color packing and the color blend. You can do color blending with it, but it's like more traditional. Uh, the other two is they're just really good for black and grey. They're small, they're light, they you no know, low vibration, and they're nice to use. What about you? What about you? I mean, I was saying, like, yours is pretty much what you would expect. I think they've been the big machines of the year, haven't they? Um, and I, I think that most of you will have uh, will have looked at those machines. Um, for me, I for me personally, it was a machine that I don't think set the world on fire, partly because everybody's looking at... Uh, wireless setups and I'm not really that worried about a wireless setup I still like a wired setup right so for me uh, my favourite bit of kit this year was the Cheyenne Unio the Unio is it Unio or is it Unio because I, and I know a lot of people have said it vibrates too much and it overheats I haven't had any of those problems with mine it's been absolutely great I like the fact that I can, on the rare occasion that I want a long stroke, I can put it to a, a longer stroke. I don't tend to use quite long stroke machines. I tend to be around the three and a half mil range for stroke all day long. It's a nice machine. It's a fantastic machine. It's all of my favourite Cheyenne machines in um, in a pen. The only thing I don't like about it is, is I would prefer pen, it not it? to be a pen. <laughs> I would prefer it not to be a pen. It's the only reason I would really change it. One of... The machines that I've seen and I've heard nothing but good stuff about them that I haven't had a chance to try is one of the ones that you mentioned was the Bishop. So I think that's something I'm going to try and pick up next year and uh, and have a look at it. I'm sure that uh, Jono will uh, hook me up. I'm, I'm looking at you, Jono. The other one that I'm excited about getting my hands on, you also mentioned uh, a couple of their machines. Uh, was Rotary Works. Rotary Works have brought out a um, uh, like a, a like a dog leg machine, a ninety degree machine that takes a Cheyenne grip and will run carts. Chris has got it there because he's still uh, filming them for Rotary Works. When he's finished filming them for Rotary Works, they'll come to me and I'll actually be able to use them. So, <laughs> so I'll be able to tell you what they're like in the real world. But they, I'm really excited about them because they're they're budget friendly. So they, they're really well-made machines. I really like Rotary Works machines, and I've used them a lot over the years. And that's a, a kick-ass little bit of kit, and I'm really excited to try that one because I think that, that will be a really good machine. This doesn't happen to me very often, right? Um, because it's been a long time since my needle groupings uh, were pretty well fixed. I know the needles I use. Uh, I pretty much always use the same groupings in every brand. But I did bump into a needle cartridge that I was given them as a sample and I used them and immediately it made it into my daily setup for tattooing, which is very, very rare that that's something like that happens. I would go as far as to say I think it might be the best needle that Cheyenne make. 
and the most usable. And the open liners. I'm not sure if it's an open liner. I haven't tried the open liners yet. I don't think I, this might have been one because you know me. I don't even read the packets, right? I just look at them and just and, and fetch them out and just use them. It's the 15 liner. The open liners, the new ones. Mate, it's such a great needle. It's so usable. It's a really, really nice needle. These open liners, I fucking think they're great. Like the in the in the review I just put up, right? The entire tattoo I did, I think I used like uh, I used a five, I think a five, a seven, and a fifteen. I just simple shading with the fifteen, coloring in with the fifteen, and like do they cause like far less trauma to the skin? Yeah. Because like I normally use like round shaders for certain things, and I found like even have you tried the twenty one? No, I haven't got that far up now. Do you like the little packs I made? Yeah. I hand wrote yeah. thank you. <laughs> On every single one of these packs that we're going to be sending out to people. Did you bump into any uh, ink this year? While we, you know, we're on the subject of tattoo gear, has any um, any ink come to mind? Okay, so I've been using the raw platinum ring. Yep. I haven't tried the other ones yet. I'm waiting for our friend at Killer Ink, Chris, to send me over a load of the world famous stuff and the Kurosumi, so I can try that out and just do like an example, no, uh, a comparison. The raw stuff. I'm really getting on with. Also, I tried uh, a, a brand called Eclipse. That was nice to use as well as a as a, no, it's, it's a reach compliant ink. One tattoo ink, right? That I am very surprised that I was, and I'm going to be doing a review about this. And this actually, because like I always worry, like when we do videos, that people think that we're biased and things like that because we have good relationships with certain brands and others. But like. Before I started using Raw, I used to use Fusion and Eternal Ink all the time. But I never got on with Eternal Black. I always thought Eternal Black was fucking garbage. It was just like, it was one of the worst blacks that I've ever used. But uh, Barber DTS sent me the Pitch Black. Have you tried that? Yeah. Fuck, the first time right, I've been able to use Eternal Black for doing, you know, obviously tribal stuff and just packing it in and lining and stuff like that this is the first time in the my entire career that i've actually used a black from eternal and gone oh that's actually not bad so i had the opposite of that right so i've for the longest time i've i've used eternal black Didn't right? i've used max it... black from eternal for since it since it came out I, I i get on with it great i absolutely love it to bits um then when I, you know, we started to hook up with Raw, uh, and you know, full disclosure, I am on the Raw protein, right? So let's just put that out there, right? Um, so when they sent the stuff over, um, I do, I don't currently get on with the Raw blacking at all. It has to do with viscosity and pigment load. They don't make at the moment. They make lots of different blacks, but for one reason or another, they don't quite fit what I do. Yeah. Because I haven't had problems with the, the the like the raw vantage and their platinum black. I'm yeah, it's it's a really it's a really Paul specific stuff. Like you know, so just for me right now, um, because I don't like I don't practice on clients. Right, it's just not how it works. So I, I really have struggled lately. You know, to find some time yeah, yeah, yeah. to put some black ink into my own leg and just get used to it and all that sort of stuff. So, and I don't want to be. Uh, fucking around on other people's bodies because I don't I don't like that sort of stuff. You know what it's like when you tattoo and you stick with what you know. Yeah. But I did on this kind of journey 
because uh, I was looking at a couple of other black inks, I've actually discovered what might be my favourite black ink that I've ever used, ever. Uh, and it's currently the black ink that I'm using all the time, which is Allegory Black. Have you heard about Allegory? Uh, which is an, another American-made brand. I really like the way their black ink is made. Uh, it's a great line in black. You can shade with it. You can you can pack really easy with it. It's thin enough that I can line with it, but thick enough and pigment dense enough that I can pack black with it happily. You know, because you know, like with my tattoos, they're primarily massive areas of black and yeah. massive areas of red or, or blue. And there's not a lot of a lot of, a lot of colour. I don't tend to use grey washes. I'll get it all out of the rinse cup. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's not like I'm doing portraits. As long as I'm in the ballpark of the shade that I need, I've got a little bit more. It's not like I'm doing what like Nipper does and I've got to have every little tone. I don't really need that sort of stuff, right? So, um, but it means that if you only use a couple of inks, right, then you, you get really specific about what those couple yeah, of inks yeah, are yeah. like because it, it becomes very, very important, right? So... Uh, before you think that I'm I'm kind of down on the raw pigment stuff, you know, it's only the blacks for me at the moment. It's a very Paul specific thing. I don't think it's the black ink at all. I think I'm I'm just a, a more specific case. I'm in the fortunate position of being able to have a black ink formulated for me, which is what we're in the process of doing, which is a lovely place to be. So I can have exactly the black ink that I want, exactly the way I want it. And uh, so that would be great. But on the other side of that, some, now, like I said, I use a lot of black, I use a lot of red. Matador. Matador's good, but Matador is part of the reach range. The one that I think... I, I've never had a situation where I've, I've said to a customer with a healed tattoo when they come in to have a photograph of it taken, where I've said to them, I'm not even going to bother photographing this because people will genuinely accuse me of photoshopping this because it just doesn't look... Uh, it just doesn't look like it's real, right? Um, and and that is Raw's light red from the original range. Yeah, that's a nice red. Dude, that light red is the brightest red ink that I've ever used in my life. It's so bright, in the skin, healed, not just on the day. When it comes back, if you try and photograph it, it just looks like you photoshopped your tattoo. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? It's crazy. So... Uh, if you're in a country where you can use non-reach compliant, then I would definitely, and, and red is an ink that you use if you work in, uh, I don't know, like graphic one. tattoos or trash polka tattoos. The the, uh, the light red is a great one. If you are in a reach compliant country, Matador is the reach equivalent of light red. So nice. Obviously, I have the benefit of like, you know, I'm in the UK, so I can I, I can still use the original ink. So and Now, the funny thing is, because I chat to them, I know why that red is as bright as it is. I also know for a fact that it will be more light fast than the other reds that I've used. I know why. I'm sworn to secrecy on all of those things, but I can guarantee, because I've had a long conversation with the guy that mixes it, uh, and he explained to me exactly what was going on and why it is and why it will stay that bright for a lot, lot longer than a regular red will. Uh, and so for me, I'm like... Until somebody takes that red ink out of my cold, dead hands, I will not stop using it, you know, and because it's fucking beautiful. Oh, you know about the light red? Oh, the light red is sick. It's because it's got the blood of virgins in it. That's why you're so fucking red. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that. It's not that. There's a really, really good reason as to why it all works, but um, I'm, I can't tell you why. I've got something to show you, which is, this is, I'm doing a review of a tattoo machine, right? I got sent something. Remember I told you about this? It's a company from China. 
And I think they've brought out something that could be in direct competition with the likes of FK Irons and Cheyenne and Bishop and so on. They brought out a machine, right? So I'll show you the machine first. The machine is this. It's called the AI Tenitus. 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 It's a title pen. It's got a OLED screen. It looks like a fucking lightsaber. Yeah, so there's the, the voltage. Switch it on. So the actual screen is the button to turn it off and on. See that? I thought that was cool, right? Nice. The one thing out of it all that I thought was fucking really cool. And this is like my one of my favorite gadgets I've had so far this year. Is the case. That's cool. It's a UV sterilizer. You can you can basically, once you finish tattooing, wipe your machine down, unwrap it or whatever, clean it, pop it in there. Once it's plugged in with a USB, you press the button. You press the button and it uses UV light or whatever to sterilize them to kill 99% of the bacteria that's on the machine. You could probably put other machines in there, but like all the pen machines that I've got, like I just chuck them in there after I've cleaned them. Yeah, I like that. That's useful. I'll go more in depth when I do the review, but like I'll, I think it's a fucking, it's just a cool gadget, like, isn't it? Let's talk about uh, power because obviously I've not been in the, uh, I've not been in this kind of wireless revolution. I've continued wired because I don't fucking care, but um, the, I, I am interested in it. Uh, so I've, I've recently, um, I was offered a choice of um, a power pack or some batteries and I plumped for some batteries so that I could try them out and try and get some of my machines working wirelessly. Uh, and because I wasn't really interested in all the other options that were out there, you know, yeah. like I've looked at the FK batteries, I just don't like the form factor of them if I'm honest. I think because of the way they're weighted, they're more likely to be intermittent connectors with the RCAs and stuff like that. Did you know, and I didn't realise this until I think I, I gave one of them to your apprentice, the uni lightning bolt, the, the, the universal one, that's for left-handed people. And I think they've done it without realising it. That's a left-handed one. Yeah, he loves it because he's left-handed, so it's perfect for him. He's, he uses it every day and he, he really likes it. He uses it on his bishop machine, has no but it's trouble a, it's with it. it's a left-handed battery. When I was faced with, okay, so you want some batteries, Paul, and a system, what do you want? And I went, give me some of those little shorty critical batteries then. Let me try those out. Oh. Weird, yeah, well, Beth's got a setup with that on, and she runs her swash drives with them, and she absolutely adores it, right? So I thought, worst case scenario, if I don't get on with it, she's got a couple of spares, right? That's the Bishop one, though. Yeah. The Bishop, that's the, the. It's the shorty, but it's the. I'm just showing them, it's the, it's the shorty, but it's the power one version of the shorty. Lovely little setup that is, isn't it? You know, it's a nice, tidy little setup that. So I'm, I'm quite excited about that sort of thing, you know. So I'll try it with a couple of machines. I don't know. I don't know if I've even got a machine that will be will balance properly with the battery, but I'll I'll let you know as I'm getting on. Old bloke switches to batteries will be the title of that video. Okay, so there's one thing that I want to show you guys. I think, have I shown you, Paul? This is, I don't even know if it will fit on my screen, but this is one of the best things that I've bought this year. I've already talked about it to you on the podcast, but wait here, I'll show you. While Chris is away, this is the, wow. uh, this is the point where I tell you a Christmas dad joke. Um, only I haven't got one, and uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Can you see this? Yeah, this fucking, this, they this, do look a good. massive they fucking armrest. 
So that is a like an extra, extra large armrest. So a local company to me, Tats Up Supplies, I think it's called. Uh, they, it's like 200 quid, I think I paid 200, 214 pound, right? They delivered it to the shop. They personally like delivered it in, in their van. They It was already pre-set up, pre-built for there me. There you go. Yeah, I've, I've looked at them. I think that's something that I'll be getting in the new year. One of the best things I've bought, because my back is so much better since I've been using it. Get one. So, with that... Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yes. Thank you for sticking around. Um, you know, I hope you have a, have a great Christmas, and I hope you have a, a suitable New Year's celebration. Let's hope we have a fantastic 2023. We'll see you... Hang on a second. Apart from a... Well, hang on a, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Apart from a couple I know, of... I know, I know. I have to... Wait, there's something I have to say, though. If you don't... What, what is Christmas on this year? It's on the 25th of December, like it is every fucking yeah, year. What day? <laughs> what day? What day is the... A Sunday. Is it on a Sunday? Yeah, it's on a Sunday. Okay, so if you do not celebrate Christmas for various religious reasons, have a good Sunday. There you go. Have a, have a nice Sunday, yeah. You know, uh, have two nice Sundays in a row because the uh, New Year's Day is on a Sunday as well. <laughs> uh, with that, this has been the last one of the year. Thank you for sticking around. Please come back. We'll be back in the New Year. So we with, uh, with more content uh, and a few surprises. We've got a load of stuff lined up for things that we're going to be doing with the channel next year, onwards and upwards, as they say. And I should have a much better mullet by then as well. Yeah, much better mullet. So for the last time in 2022, we've been your Purple Andy Preachers. This has been That Tattoo Show. I've been Paul. And I've been Chris. And we'll see you in the new year. Take care, guys. Have a great Christmas and new year. We'll see you in 2023. Mm.